But I will say it, it does become a tough situation when you have a lot of multiple friends. It's who stays friends with who. The only reason that became an unfriending situation is you would bring the divorce on to social media. And I am very good friends with his ex, and I tried to remain friends with both. Um, but once you start bashing the person that I love, it becomes a problem. Hi, I'm Tanya, and you're listening to Janda Bachanda. In today's episode, we discuss on post-divorce etiquette. What's acceptable on social media among divorced couples? And what's appropriate for you as a friend of a divorced couple to do? Is it all right to date your ex's friends? To answer these questions and more, we have on the show my ride-and-die chick who has equal measure of sass and wit. Her no-nonsense and cool-headed approach offers just the trustworthy view we need. Without further ado, I present to you, all the way from Boston, USA, Steph Cadenhead. Welcome to the show, Janda Bachanda, my dearest friend, Steph Cadenhead. Stephanie and I were friends back in Boston. We were young financial advisors in the early 2000s and the early naughties, as they said, and we were very naughty back then. She's my go-to girl for coffee runs, happy hour, uh, barbecue, you name it. Steph is my girl, all right? When I want to talk about work, I talk to Steph. When I want to talk about not work, I talk to Steph. So since then, since those early 2000s, Steph and I have been married and divorced. And today we're going to talk about some things that can be a bit of an issue for for us as divorcees, which may or may not matter, but it matters to us sometimes. Um, And that's post-divorce etiquette. And these entails the scope of what are the things that are appropriate between us and our friends and our exes, right? And I can't think of a better chick with the most killer sense of humor, the most like dead on common sense than Steph Huber to discuss this. And this is going to apply universally because this girl's killer. All right. So Steph, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And you use Stephanie Cadenhead and Stephanie Huber. I love it because I'm going to go by both names. (laughs) Oh my God. I did. I did. That's quite all right. I love it. Because you know what? It brings me back to the time that we did work together and we had a blast. We really did. We worked hard and we had a blast. Yeah. Yes, I know. Um, And where are those clients today? You know what? It's okay. <laughs> the experience—they're doing great. They're doing we great. Laid the, we that's made the right, actually. plan. <laughs> actually, that's true. Actually, that's that's a very good point. And if they continued with what we told them to do, they'd be fantastic by now. They're fantastic. Yes, and I would have never got through it without you there. So I am so grateful that I met you. Honestly, Amen. Likewise, sweetheart. Likewise. So, what's the first subject that we want to talk about? Um, I definitely want to talk about social media interactions. Um, that's definitely one thing, and I think that's primarily like big one because today's world, we're not void of social media presence and I don't know about you but between me and my ex we have about a thousand mutual contacts between across all the different social media platforms wow Uh, yeah 
and including LinkedIn. So it's not exactly like, you know, hey, I'm a former COO and also divorced now and not, no longer associated to my ex, which is like all over my LinkedIn. So <laughs> that's that's a tough one. That really is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's different because there's there's no wall there and you really can't just block someone from that. But um, let's talk about the fun stuff or yeah. the not so fun stuff like Instagram. <laughs> the reason why I had this idea for this episode is because my ex posted a picture of our children um, mm. whom are, the boys are with my ex-husband and we have some mutual friends who knew some personal details about the circumstances of our separation and are still surprisingly liking his photos. Interesting. Interesting, right? And I was like, well, that skinny little (laughs) no good for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Tell me more. Yes. Well, that's exactly it. And and, um, I find that the ones who actually make these, I don't know if they're trespasses, really, are mainly women. I find that the mutual friends who are men steer clear of it. And in fact, they are pretty uh, consistent about where they stand uh, on either one, either side of the fence. Yeah. And so I don't know. How do you feel about that? I find that extremely interesting only because I've noticed it with other people as well, that through social media, I have other friends who are divorced mm-hmm. and I've seen their ex-spouses post something online that is either appropriate as far as, like you said, posting pictures of kids or inappropriate as far as posting degrading stuff or personal stuff about what's going on about their situation. And I do find that there's a lot more women that will participate in it than men do. Mm. But I sit back and I say it's because women are way more opinionated and women seem to be more present on social media than men are. Mm. And so I wonder if that's why or just the fact that I don't know. I mean, my ex-husband and I have quite a few mutual friends, definitely not as much as you and your ex-husband. You know, I think it's different where you two were in business together. You had a life together. You had a lot of of mutual happenings there that, you know, brought a lot of the same people into your life. On my situation, I feel like we, we were really, not only were we married, but we were very good friends too. Mm. And we hung out together. We, Mm. we had fun together. We integrated family, friends, all of that stuff. And so, um, but I am very blended, very blended. And so then it's, you know, it's interesting with the dynamic of what happens after you get divorced. Mm -hmm. I'm much more present on social media than he is. So fortunately, I don't have to deal with that so much on my end. Mm -hmm. But we do remain very civil now. And Mm -hmm. so if he were to post pictures of our kids, you know, I'm commenting, I'm liking it. Um, If vice versa, if I'm posting something about our kids where He's commenting, he's liking it. Um, And we try to be very respectful Mm -hmm. as far as not putting any of our dirty laundry out there. I feel like our friends have been very respectful and I love that. I don't, and I think it really depends 
situation to situation. I have a friend who was divorced and when her ex posts stuff, it's hurtful stuff. And for a while I stayed friends with him because I didn't want to rock the boat between them. I felt like if I made a comment or if I took him off my social media, it was very obvious. Mm -hmm. And, but what I also noticed is women would be commenting saying, great job. You're doing so good. Mm -hmm. You know, glad you got out of that toxic relationship. Oh, I know the other side of it. Yes. Oh yes. (laughs) I know the other side of it. And I just sit back and I'm like, Oh, these women, these women don't do that. Nope, not cool. Not cool. <laughs> well, not cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's hope we don't meet those ladies today. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a perfect example, actually, of how I don't know if that's considered just plain out rude or just thoughtlessness and carelessness on some people's part and when they're making comments like that um, or they're used to just liking pictures of our kids or that you know like they're just used to liking their friends posts you know it's just a matter of habit that they don't really have it's far from malice it's like you know we go Absolutely. through it. We go through our social media feed so quick, and then you know we like and not like. Go go through, scroll through things so quickly. You know, I do realize that it's not a super big deal in in the greater scheme of things. But when I see it, it does make me pause for a second, and does make me think oh, of yes. like, hmm, what's going on here? What was the thought behind that? And of course. Even that was a little bit already overthinking things. Um, I must admit, at that point, sorry, overthinking things. But um, along with other things, you also mentioned now that you and your ex are civil. So there was a time when things were still raw and things wasn't so easy. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. What what were some of the post-divorce etiquette things there that you wish happen sooner, I guess. Um, I think making sure that each other were mentally stable, um, financially stable, and I'll say economically stable because it comes down to let's both make sure the kids are taken care of so that we both can be at work and be present within our day so that we're getting our job done and feeling like we're at least able to accomplish our lives outside of what's going on at home. You know, um, when things were raw, that was a huge problem. I felt like everything was on my shoulders and simply I'm the one that wanted the divorce. So it was kind of his way of saying, Oh, you think you can do everything on your own? Here you go. It affected, it affected a lot of things in my life at that time. I could hold on to that anger Um, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't serve anybody by doing that. Um, so, you know, I feel like just etiquette all around of just check yourself. There's a lot more people involved than just the two of you. So you got to find a way to, to be whole all around. I feel. See, this is why I love this girl. This is why I love (laughs) this girl. 
She's not a Zen master. She's not a guru, but like she's so dead on common sense. Like, let go, please. I'm too fabulous. Uh, and now you're divorced. Right. Divorced and enjoying your <laughs> so fabulous. <laughs> but also, I mean, really, it will. It will just bring you down. And you don't want your kids to see that side of it, really. So and what's the point of having gotten the divorce if you're only going to be even more miserable um, holding on to the anger is what you said. Absolutely. Yeah. So it took good. me a while to get there though, I will say that. <laughs> well, that's part and parcel of the divorce chapters. I mean there there's definitely the raw chapter is definitely going to be there, so I definitely acknowledge that. So, congratulations and you I that. <laughs> Thank you. And I will make a point that some situations are a lot more dire than others. So it takes a while to get through that storm before you can get to the other side and be more cordial and civil and all that. And so I think everyone has their own timeline for how they get there. And it's just a matter of getting there so that you can become a better person. What worked for you in terms of letting go and getting your headspace in the right place? Ooh, well, <laughs> I know that with, in my specific situation with my ex, he responds better to being nice to him. And so if I held on to the anger and if I kept being mean to him, we would get absolutely nowhere. His stamina is much stronger than mine. So he can hold a grudge for a long time and he can go out of his way to uh, to keep it going. I don't have that energy. I really don't. And I know he would beat me in that. I know he totally would. So it's one of these things where I just say to really be able to get out of the situation, what I need to have happen, it's I, I need to take that high road and just kind of go with the flow, but also know that I have a purpose in that too. And so I can guide it more to my purpose. Um, also it's the space that's there too. We're not in each other's faces anymore. So when we do have an argument, we can end the conversation, cool down for a little bit and say, okay, things are calm. Let's get back together and talk about this again. (laughs) I can't even that point right there alone is gold. I mean, can you imagine in quarantine right now with your ex? Oh, no. no, no. Yeah, this is not just to say about your ex or my ex. It's because we re- realize the nature of the relationship that tension has already accumulated so much oh. that... It, the triggers are over nothing. It could be about toilet paper. It could be about eggs. <laughs> it could be. It's nothing. It takes nothing. It's like right. TNT, like ignite, poof, like just but, like that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So oh, the one thing that I sit and I praise the Lord of thank you for getting me out of this before this whole quarantine thing happened. Yeah, that's. That makes a difference. It does. It really, really does make a difference. The other question that I have, what is your take on dating your ex's friends? Definitely not happening. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. Okay. Not um, happening. It's possible that's because of maybe selection issues <laughs> or... 
Mm, that's 50% of it, yes. <laughs> and the other 50% is like, still, no, thank you. Um, then yes. Tinder and uh, Bumble are still open. I, I, could, I could check those still. There are so many other people out there to date. And yeah. honestly, on my end, I am past everything, but I would be extremely upset if any of my friends started dating my ex. Very upset. Yeah, I'm not actually. I'm actually, I'm actually at the point where um, he is, or my ex is already dating again. He's told me that he's going to be moving in with somebody else. So, oh uh, yeah, I know. But that may bother Stephanie more than it does it does me because okay, I'm at a different place of letting go, and that actually happened to me earlier on before the divorce um, or during um, the or during the divorce process and that that helped release me because I didn't want to have an emotional or psychological bond that sort of held us together you know yes we spent many years together but that chapter closed it physically spiritually legally it ended that chapter is done you know the one thing that it continues on is in our children and that's the only thing that matters to me in terms of my continued relationship with my ex. Yeah. I mean, has he dated any of my friends? I don't know if he has or whether he's asked. It won't be a surprise to me in the least if he does. Maybe some of those chicks that keeps on liking his pictures. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask, is this person he's moving in with, is this one of your friends? But it sounds like it might not be. I have no idea who that person is. I don't I don't know her from the first thing. I don't know her name. I don't know her face. I don't know. I don't know where she lives. Wow. <laughs> Girl, the woman that I know where that woman lives, that's a different story, right? I was just going to say, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> Do I need to find out? Do I need to find out? (laughs) No, don't worry. The quarantine's good for many things. (laughs) It allows a very, very much needed cooling off period. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, (laughs) It's it's cool on the social media platform, I guess, kind of. Maybe some people just don't mean it or just stay out altogether. But you do make a stand, though. You said you did unfriend um, because you picked a side, essentially, because he had said something hurtful. So the moment that you see some someone being hurtful to another, you did make a decision on where you were going to stand about that. And the only reason that became an unfriending situation is you would bring the divorce on to social media. And... I am very good friends with his ex, and I tried to remain friends with both. Um, but once you start bashing the person that I love, it becomes a problem. So, and that's just not cool, um, right? At that point. No, it's really not. I mean, people don't know your situation. They don't yeah. need to know your situation. Right. It's between the two of you. A lot of times divorce is just because um, it was just 
a good match anymore. It doesn't mean that anyone really did anything wrong. And so I don't know, just to bring that stuff on social media is crazy. But I will say it it does become a tough situation when you have a lot of multiple friends. It's who stays friends with who? Mm-hmm. Because really, can you can you remain friends with both without eventually having an opinion and figuring out, you know, where, where you stand. And so I do have friends that that I started out with that Mm -hmm. became very good friends with both of us Mm -hmm. that now is, is still my friend. And, and I appreciate that. Um, I don't want them to completely exclude my ass, but at the same time, I do appreciate that I'm not really making effort to hang out with them and, you know, do things with them rather than I want out with them, do things with me. <laughs> right. um, but there are some friends on the other side of it that were friends with him first that I've remained friends with only because we had such a bond. Mm. Um, I, you know, we have other mutual friends that, um, they they were great friends. I loved hanging around with them, but we didn't have such a bond that once the divorce happened, it's kind of, I'm, I'm letting that friendship go. Not because mm-hmm. I don't like them, not because I don't want to be friends, but it's just not my place to be their friend right now. And, um, you know, I think they're better served being friends with him right now too. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so thoughtful. All around. You're thoughtful. You're being thoughtful to his feelings, your ex's feelings, your ex's needs, that he needs friends at this moment. You know, you got to love stuff. You got to love stuff. I feel like at some point, you know, I feel like at some point we loved each other. At some point we wanted each other's best, you know, at the forefront and trying to keep that going. However, if this were 20 years ago, back in the 2000s, when we were working together, mm, it would have been a different story. <laughs> but even I then, you were headed back then. <laughs> um, you may have thought that you were um, more hot-headed than you are today, but even then you were never malicious. You were never malicious. You were very, very thoughtful even then. Um, you could, like, think... Thanks. But you're also, you were then very quick to also call out a situation for what that was. Like, so if somebody was being unfair or unjust to you or to somebody else, you were very quick to call that out too. So that's, I think, remain sort of level in terms of your, I don't know, social norms, you know, like you're kind of sane throughout, not too much fluctuations in it. Divorce or otherwise. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, other than that, we're kind of enjoying rebuilding our new lives as um, divorcees. Or the term, the Indonesian term for it is janda. So that's that's why the name of the podcast, Janda Bajanda. So, and we are two janda. We are two jandas joking right now. So that is janda bajanda. So that's exactly what we're doing right now. So, I love it. I love it. I love it too. So I pray that you stay safe and your family also. And I can't wait to hug you again when traveling is permitted and I can come to the United States. I want to hug you again. Thank you. And I hope your family is safe too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I would love to see you again. I hope we can make that happen. 
Oh, amen. Amen. From your lips to God's ears. Okay. So everybody, that was stuff Caden Head. And I loved having him in the show. And we're going to have her back. We're going to talk about more stuff, more Denda stuff, because she's the gal that we trust. All right. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, you can check out our archives on jandabachanda.com or wherever you get your podcasts. For my Muslim listeners, I want to wish you and your family an Eid Mubarak. And for all my listeners worldwide, wishing you good health during these corona times. Goodbye for now.